and I was thinking there has to be a job out there that would make me so much happier, but I have no idea what it is. Is there a job out there that I'm passionate about, but also pays me enough money? Made 130000 And the offer was ninety-five k. $110,000 to like 250000 even more. If you want to find your real dream job, then follow along this podcast and let's get down to business. Welcome to the What's My Dream podcast. Tim McQuaid. Tim, what's your job? I'm a mechanical engineer. Mechanical engineer. Okay, when did you decide you wanted to be a mechanical engineer for 40 plus years of your life? I don't know if for four years, but we'll see. Um, when I was younger, I had a really big passion in automotive stuff. My dad was big into cars. And that's kind of what led me into pursuing some STEM stuff. I had this class in, in high school, a robotics class, and it was, uh, we did VEX robotics. And it was like a pastime of mine, you know, like six period was robotics. And it was just like the quickest block of the day. And I knew ever since I took that class junior year of high school, yep, this is what I want to do. So that... What do you do in that class that was so related to mechanical engineering? Uh, so I got to build my, and design my own robot. And we were It was called the VEX Skyrise competition. And so I was building a robot that could like stack, um, stack things and also move cubes around. And I just really enjoyed it. And I knew I wanted to pursue something where I could build with my hands and also something that would intellectually challenge me in design. So it's kind of cool job to take because you build something and you feel that attachment to whatever you build or design because at the end of the day, it's like I did that. It's yeah. not yeah. this was given to me and then I worked with something that someone else built. Yeah. Um, there's a big sense of accomplishment when you are able to, take a step back and look at what you've created, but also like the building process is what I really enjoy as well. You know, having challenges and overcoming them. There's a lot of them, you know, in that, in that class, you know, fitting within a certain criteria, having a certain reach or, you know, in my job, like time constraints, cost constraints, uh, material specifications. And so all that stuff is each individual step is, you know, a challenge and a reward at the end of it, you know. Okay. So you want to be a mechanical engineer. You have to go to undergrad school, typically four years. Four years, yep. Graduate with a mechanical engineering degree. Yep. And then you're good to go? That's the only requirement? Um, yes and no. There are definitely ways to set yourself apart. Um you know, going to a good school can do that. Being in clubs can do that. So like I was really big. I wanted, I thought I wanted to be in the automotive industry when I was younger. And um, one thing I pursued initially was the Society of Automotive Engineers. And they've got a couple different challenges they do. Um, doing that can really set yourself up well, you know, coming out of college for a new or a higher entry level position in the automotive industry that really shows them that, yeah, I'm interested. And also I have experience working on stuff like this. Um, there's also from my school, I don't know about the others, but uh, concentrations you can do. So I knew I wanted to be in design. 
so I have a design concentration. But if you want to be in more of like a manufacturing role or potentially like a materials role, you can specify what you want to do and take course courses on that to help shift your direction in one way. Okay. So did you have something on your resume that stood out? Like, did you build or design something in yeah. college? Yeah. What so, was it? Um, at WPI, Worcester Polytechnic Institute, that's where I went. Um, we have a thing called the MQP, the major qualifying project. It's similar to a senior project. It's the capstone design project for me. And we made a, um, it's called, <laughs> uh, it's in a planner array speaker that, um, is the inverse of what most speakers are. So most speakers are, uh, they have a solid magnet and a moving voice coil, but we have the opposite of that. We had a moving magnet and a, a solid coil. Mm. And the theory behind that was, uh, we could create a smaller, um, speaker, like a subwoofer because the moving mass of the, well, the moving mass was the magnet. Um, and that's what would propel the cone. And it, since it was higher, it would have a lower resonant frequency. So we were trying to make like kind of a compact subwoofer. Okay. So a bunch of gibberish that I don't understand, but what I hear is you're like Iron Man. So no. <laughs> you kind of just have all these robots you build and then the robots build the robots for you. Not, not exactly. No. The, okay. The real so name exactly for that thing, like Iron Man. Yeah. The real name for that was called a moving magnet transducer. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Is that like, um, that sounds like the third suit that he built. You yeah. Know. That's what they modeled it after. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So you're a mechanical engineer, you build suits and robots. Mm hmm. And then you can fly and blow bad guys up with that. And then that's how I knew I wanted to be in the defense industry. Yeah. yeah. If you watched Iron Man 1 and liked it, then study mechanical engineering. Yeah. And if you didn't take any of the lessons that they tried to learn, just go for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yep. You don't have to worry about safety. You just got to make sure it's cool. Exactly. Yep. Nice. That sounds kind of fun. Maybe I will one day befriend you so you don't blow me up. So you graduate with your mechanical engineering degree. What are entry-level salary expectations? For uh, I was hoping for like 70K. 70K, give or take. Mm -hmm. And obviously location makes it vary. Mm -hmm. And are hours pretty standard or... Is there kind of unusual hours with that role? Um, I want to say that they're for mechanical design. Um, I'd say the majority of them are, you know, 40 hours a week, nine to five, right? Monday to Friday. Yep. Monday to Friday. There okay. are some different positions that you could pursue. Um, if you're maybe in more of a production environment, they might have a second shift or potentially third shift. And they usually give you a little benefit with those, but. I wanted to work a nine to five. So that's what I went after. Got it. So then now I'm a mechanical engineer working 40 hours a week. What am I actually doing with that work time? So what is your actual life like day in, day out? You know, so um, I'm in research and development. And so what we try to do is build 
one of what we're trying to accomplish like 90% of the time. And um, that's all based on where we are within the program. So the start of it is like a ton of design. So we're like, okay, we probably have something that we're going to be basing it off of. We're scoping it out. We're trying to figure it out. So there's a lot of collaborative, just collaboration within the engineers, be it mechanical, electrical process. There's a lot of like work in Creo that we do and we send it back and forth and make sure everything checks out. Then it goes to analysis and then it probably gets kicked back to be tweaked. That's, you know, the whole initial design. And once you get from there, we're going to be needing to actually build what we want to make. So we have to design the tools that will help us build them. And so then you have more of just mechanical design focus. This, these things aren't going to go through analysis. They're not going to have like weight specifications or material specifications. They're just going to be, will this accomplish what we're trying to build? Yes or no. You hope it's a yes. And uh, then you, then you order them. So that's design phase tooling phase, I'd say. And then you go into the fab space and the fab space is like kind of up and down because this is where you actually find out is my design going to work? Cause you're putting it all together. So, so fabs is fabrication, fabrication. Yeah. Fabrication. So physically building what you just designed. Exactly. Yes. So, okay. So a lot of the time you base it off something already in the market. So if you, are in research and design. It's like, what's working? How do we take that design and almost pivot where it could be improved? But you're not like always starting from scratch, like here's a blank piece of paper. No, I would say you're very rarely starting from scratch. You know, there's a lot of smart people out there. There's been a lot of smart people for a long time. You might be adding a new component to what you're doing, but I don't think you'd really be starting completely from scratch, at least in my you know, where I work in, in your department of research and development. Yep. Makes sense. And then once you've designed it, usually through some sort of software like yep. CAD, for example, totally. Yep. computer aided design, right? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Good guess. And then I'll physically build the thing. And then what happens? I just, our team sells it for a crap ton of money. No, you need to evaluate it. So, okay. So but, there's another stage. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's, yeah. So there's testing and then, analysis and evaluation um, and that's that's the end of it so our programs are set up that you know we make one of them and then our customer you know, will evaluate if that's what they wanted or not you know and if they like it they'll they'll continue it on and it'll go to a, another stage usually, usually we call it emd engineering development and then so we're in research and development and it goes to engineering development but sometimes if they really like it it'll get that phase will go away. It'll go right to production. Okay. And then if it's hopefully evaluated well, yeah. you get an A plus on your test score and then you go on to designing the next one. Yeah. There could be awards and, and mm -hmm. bonuses associated with, you know, producing something really well. Um, but yeah, usually it's just uh, And then you take a huge cut of how much it sells for? No. Not, not in my uh, industry. No, you just get your 70K and go home at five o'clock. Yeah. Slam a few beers. Big pat on the back. Nice little yeah. fist bump from the boss. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So that's what you're spending your time doing. In your opinion, why is this career the best career? You know, what are the perks, the pros, 
of being a mechanical engineer versus any of the thousands of other job paths you could have taken. Well, so it's super uh, personalized. Like I really enjoy going through all of the design phases and building stuff. So like, this is what stimulates me. Like I do it in, you know, my own time as a hobby. It's not, you know, in the defense sector, I'm not making bombs or anything. Right. But I'm working on cars and um, I'm enjoying doing that fabrication. So what, what makes it the best? Um, I'm stimulated when I'm at work. I am happy to be what I'm doing, what I'm doing. And I'm very fortunate to say that. Um, I know a lot of people are not in that position. And that's why we're here. That's yeah. What, exactly. Find out what stimulates yeah. each of us for the rest of our lives. If we're going to be doing something for like 40 years, yep. a lot of people just kind of pick a degree or don't go to college at the time. They're like, I have no clue what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You got lucky or you just kind of knew, but the rest of us trying to figure that out. Yeah. So for some people, they might hear this and be like, damn, I definitely want to be this. And other people are going to be like, snooze, alarm, skip episode. <laughs> well, I mean, that's very fair. And There's, it is what yeah. it is. We're all different. Otherwise, yeah. the world would not go in a circle. Yeah. And we would live on Mars with my cousin, Cheryl. Oh, yeah. Nice lady. She's been up there for like yeah, three years. Yeah. You write to her? Yeah, we FaceTime. Oh, that's good. It's like a 12-hour lag between everything we say. Oh, it's be a little tough. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awkward. Okay, then you're stimulated. You work hands-on, make a decent salary. You just need undergrad, and you can start working right away. Then on the flip side, what are the cons, the negatives? You know, everyone's like, oh, I love my job. You should definitely go into mechanical engineering. But what should they be aware of before they commit to that path? What are the most annoying parts of your job or your lifestyle that your career maybe has limited in any way? So I can't think of anything that's really like frustrating me at the moment. I'm going to be honest. Like the dream job. Well, I mean, I was, like I said, very fortunate. I knew what I wanted to do. Um, You know, it's not a position for for better or for worse, for good or for bad, that you can do remotely. So, like, I would love to see more of the world, but, like, to have the ability to make things and and build hardware, you have to be in a place that you can actually assemble it and understand what's going on. So, like, if you're going to be someone who wants to be able to do your job wherever you want, sometimes the mechanical engineering can do that, right? Like, you could be completely remote. Maybe you're just just doing design and mm-hmm. someone else is going to fabricate it. But that's not what I want to do. So, like, that could be a potential drawback. I mean, uh, it's corporate America. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that goes with that. So anything from other any other position in corporate America, you know, same goes there. Um, so just somewhat limited flexibility in whether it be physically there or, you know, having whatever hours you want or the freedom of being essentially your own boss or mm-hmm. opening your own clinic, for an example, you don't have as many of those freedoms. No, no. but if, if you want to be an entrepreneur, 
I think um, you can definitely make that happen being a mechanical engineer, but working in like the defense sector, they're already so well-defined as who the big players are. It's really, really challenging to maybe to do a startup, I would think. Okay. So is this more so for the extrovert or the introvert? Because you have to be in person, so you're around people, yeah. but you're not exactly in meetings all the time, right? You're just working hands-on, spending your time with the product. Yeah, I'd say there's a good amount of collaboration. I think um, I think an introvert could totally do it, and I think an extrovert could do it as well. Um, okay, so it has that middle ground. You work with people, but you're not stuck in meetings all day either. No, and you don't have to like engage in, with a customer and have, like put a smile on all day, like. You're working with a, another engineer who knows your struggle, so you're not trying to like sell anything. So makes sense. And then, is there anything you would do differently? You have the exact breadth of knowledge that you do now, and you're five years younger. Is there anything you do differently to make yourself in a better position now, or you know, career-wise happier now? I don't think or so. Or better prepared? No. No. So you would advise, go to college, do as many ways to get involved, whether it's extracurriculars, clubs, just building stuff on your free time, figure out if you actually like doing that, you know, go in a garage and build something. Yeah. If you're annoyed or get bored of it right away, maybe not mechanical engineering. Yeah, I would say definitely try to identify if you want to do like mechanical engineering, like as early as you can because there's so much money to be made in other industries and you don't need to go to college to have a good living have a good work-life balance um so if you want to be like super hands-on you could totally do a trade but i wanted to be able to do some like design aspects too so okay yeah so you can yeah just master in a trade and do hands-on but if you also want to be a little more involved in the in what you're building you know actually designing it first then mechanical engineering require has that ability yeah. that's required yeah okay so that's kind of just your final advice kind of the earlier you can figure out if it's for you do that and the best way to figure out if mechanical engineering is for you is just you think building you know whether it's yeah I legos mean, maybe, yeah, starting maybe. with legos yeah i mean where do you start what's your best advice if i'm on the line I'm like, mechanical engineering sounds nice. I don't know if I'm going to like it. I'm only like 16 yeah. or I've just, maybe I'm 30, but I've just never thought of it. I was in med school or something. Yeah, totally. So I would say whatever kind of like things you think are cool, explore those. Because at one point in time, it had to be designed and there's an engineer associated with that. So, you know, if it's Legos, those are designed right someone had a it's not a very complex design i mean but like Come they make now. well they make they're getting real interesting they, yeah they're pretty intricate so they definitely still have engineers for them so if that like toys are your thing there's a whole segment of toy engineers but um i don't play with toys i play with legos legos are toys yeah they're very what are they like four difficult plus? design i'm an adult okay i'm not just saying because i can't. play with legos i'm just saying they're they're toy yeah so it's an adult toy that's very Don't tough design. That. <laughs> that sounds way weird. Very mastered, very masterful engineers built Legos. Sure, yeah. So you have to be very educated to play with them. No. They have instructions. And 
you have to be very good at design to build what you're trying to build from your Lego set. Sure. We'll go with that. Okay. Thank you. And outside of that, if I am that person who's still on the line, I took your advice, but I maybe have another question or two. Am I able to reach out to you in any way? Are you available through LinkedIn or any other measure? Yeah, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah. What's that at? Is there an at? I don't actually know. I'm Tim McQuaid. I think you just search and look me up that way. M-C-Q-U-A-D. Yeah. A-D-E. Yep. Search him up. It should say engineer, unless by the time you search him, something has tragically gone wrong in his career and it will say Lego player. Nah, no, not going to happen. Come on. Just, <laughs> we could both do it together. <laughs> There's a lot of money to be had. There's a lot of Legos in the room that we're currently podcasting. You can't see it, but there's thousands. But they can see up. you. They're real. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast. I think uh, you answered some good questions, and that's about it. Well, thank you for having me. Get out of here, sport. <laughs> All right.